The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us, either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Uh, As a shamanic practitioner myself, it is always such a deep honor for me to interview and chat with people that are walking that path themselves. And one of the most beautiful families to offer teachings is the Ruiz family. Today, my guest, Don Jose, Jose Ruiz, is going to talk about his work with shamanic power animals, among many other things. Uh, Don Jose has been walking this path for a really long time and brought in the energy of the bat and the snake into his own life to help educate him and to help him walk closer with nature. And instead of me trying to talk about his journey, we're going to let him do it. So welcome, 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 Don Jose. I'm so grateful you're here. Oh, thank you, Sister Terry, for having me. Very happy to be with everybody this this day. Yeah, thank you. So you follow the teachings of the Toltec traditions. Let's give the listeners a little bit of a background on what that means. Yes, the Toltec in Navajo, it means artists of the spirit. So it's a tradition of artists getting together in a devotional way to say thank you to Divine Mother Earth for giving us life. In this point, we can see that we are the energy that creates everything. That's what we're called artists. And from this point of view, in these last teachings that my father uh, changed in the Toltec tradition, he begins teaching us the point of dreaming in a modern day. Because the dreaming in the elders' time, it was completely different than it is today. So Rick, my father began teaching us how the dream has grown, especially in the 20th century. It took life of its own, and people, you know, begin dreaming, like, very fast, very, very, very amazing. And the dream has gotten it with two choices in messages, the message of the truth and the message of lies. So in the Totes tradition, we're trained to gather all the information and make art with the message of the truth, because this is the most devotional thing that we can have. And the word artist means artist of the spirit because we are the spirit that is embodied in this physical body. And when we get awareness about this, we know that life is a dream. I love the teachings that you present to all of us where everyone is an artist. Everyone. We're not just talking about painting or, um, you know, the canvas or ceramics. Everyone is an artist by default because of who they are. Yes, absolutely, because we're all contributing to this dream of the planet. 
which is the dream of humanity in this planet Earth, which is our home. So let's say if 7 billion of us, brothers and sisters, live in one home, all of us will have the imagination artistically to dream from the infinite, and that's where dreams are born, in the infinite inside our mind. So when we wake up and have this idea, we begin decorating our home. That's exactly what we're doing to this planet. That's why there's different religions, different languages, different expression of life. But if you notice, all of them are contributing to this dream of the planet as humanity or dream grows. So when we wake up in this dream, we can see that there's a sleeping and the wake, like we said earlier, the lies and the truth. So mm -hmm. all of us fall into domestication and we begin living someone else's dream until we wake up and say, okay, I can unlearn. And this is the Totec main teaching to unlearn what takes our inspiration away so we can get the inspiration back and contribute and making you know, this beautiful world an altar knowing that we are the power object. And this is how we are at service with the love of our life because our body is also an extension of the mother earth. So that takes us beyond genders, beyond race. And it takes us to the absolute truth that we are life. Mm, it, that's beautiful. One of my favorite quotes is learn, unlearn, relearn. And what I love about the Toltec teachings is that we learned a specific way and now we have to unlearn that and we have this opportunity to relearn how to how to honor the world as it is and to create that beautiful dream yes absolutely because we feel the passion and it's not only in the totic tradition it's in all traditions, all traditions so yes. when i was talking to a brother who was in the dream of christianity and we're talking about unlearning unlearning i said you know one of my favorite teachings about this act of love is when jesus comes down and after meditating or, or doing his service, and he comes down to this sacred church and temple, and he saw that the temple is being corrupted, and he tear down the temple. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can rebuild it in three days. And that's just the most beautiful metaphor when we see our temple being like our life, what we believe we are, but we come into awareness, into our mind, and we say, hey, this is corrupt. This is not integrity. So we tear down our belief system. We tear down everything that takes our inspiration away. We tear down corrupt temple. And then we rebuild it with what we know today, because now we're not in blind faith. Now we're going completely contributing an offering of love. And this is the most beautiful thing about unlearning. We get to love this temple. We get to love this physical body. We know mm -hmm. that we are the love of our life. And it's not only words anymore, it's an act, because we let go of a dream that we were do doing with hope, with blind faith. And now we have complete faith in our temple. Why? Because we believe in ourselves. And like I said to my friend, you know, when you believe in yourself, it's power. But when you believe that you're better than somebody else, that's weakness and that's evil. Yeah. So when you see your temple corrupted, your mind corrupted, and you have all the willingness and the love to tear it down and to rebuild it like an offering of love, this is the Totec path. Well, and I, I've followed you uh, over the years, and you are someone that I think is so authentic in your presentation of love and giving love, receiving love, loving the planet, and loving humanity. And I really honor you for that, and thank you for that. It's, um, you're, you're an inspiration to many people. Oh, thank you, sister. You know, I just have life full of gratitude. Yeah. When you think that life is taking away from you and you still have it, when you see your eyes taking away and you still have it, when you have your mind and it's being corrupted with life, and then you unlearn and you still grab it, you just wake up with gratitude and one prayer that says, may life protect me from myself. We all are the same. We all are the same. We have different belief. But the moment that you have gratitude in your life, you will not exchange your happiness, your joy, your pleasures 
for any suffering in the name of love because you're now not misusing love. And that's something that I carry in my heart. I'm just grateful to be alive. No matter what story I'm in, I'm grateful to be in that story. I'm not trying to change anybody's story. I respect everybody's art. And this is the special thing that I carry. You know, many people say, Jose, you have this presence, you have this power. No, that's nothing. I just have respect for life. Yeah. And when you have respect for life, everybody loves you. Everybody opens doors and everybody welcomes you because they see you as a mirror where they can see themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most beautiful things about this process of an artist is respecting your fellow artists' artwork, no matter what they believe in, no matter what level of awareness. But the beautiful thing is that you bring that love home to you. And this, this is the holy growth that my father teached me when I was young. He says, you know, the reason the people didn't find the holy growth because it was a metaphor. But when you get this cup, it's your body, and you don't need to get love from the outside because your cup is magical, yeah. because it feels of love. So to make you happy is not the love coming inside of you. It's the love that you give. And the more love you give is the way I'm talking about respecting people's dreams, people's life, where they're at, because you, you will always be at home. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, so for those that are listening to the podcast, you can't see this right now, but Don Jose, there's the most beautiful beam of light coming right through the outside of you. And it, it's just stunning. I, I have not seen that in any of my other guests. And I just love, I don't know if you can see it as a reflection, but it's beautiful. It's this beautiful streaming light that's just radiating from you. Oh yes, I, I, I love the, the effects of the light that it does. Yeah. Especially what, what the camera does in place, you know. It's so yeah. beautiful. If it's artificial light or if it's real sunlight, it's just a beautiful uh, way of, of, of awareness that we, that's, that's our true essence. That's our true yes. selves, you know, that's, that's what I love. That's yeah, what it's makes just illuminating you. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay, so um, let's, let's talk about the book. Let's talk about your work with Shamanic Power Animals. You've written several books, The Medicine Bag and um, The Wisdom of the Shamans. Beautiful, beautiful books. We'll have to come back and talk about those as well. Today, though, I really want to talk about shamanic power animals and how the book came to be, the importance of sharing that inspiration and that work with humanity. Mm. The main reason that the animal kingdom came into place, I began loving them since I was a little kid, but it was one master animal that came into my life that changed completely my life. And it's this little buddy right here. Oh, this little Yogi. His name is Yogi. It's beautiful. Thank you. So when person asked me, why do you have a Yogi? I go, yes, it's a Yogi of pure love. And it's this beautiful creature. So what he taught me is that he, my physical body is the same as his physical body. It looks up mm -hmm. to me. It loves me. And the same thing with my physical body is my puppy. It obeys my mind. It obeys my, my intent. So when I was beginning to unlearn how I treat myself, I said, you know, sometimes I get upset, I get irritated, and I take it on my physical body that is like a puppy. What fault does the, the physical body have for what's even going in the mind? So that got me the awareness. How am I disrespecting the animal kingdom when I say I love them? And it's because I hurt my body. I hurt myself. So in that moment, I begin changing my way of thinking. I change my way of eating. And I begin being honest about myself. What is that that is going against me that's that making me feel consciously? So I begin getting the animal medicine. And uh, I have two major animal um, 
teachers, and that's not that they came to me. It's not that I was meditating and they came to me. No, my artistic way used them to inspire myself. So let's say the rattlesnake is a very important uh, animal in the teachings of, of the Toltec. Why? Because the animal is young, it cannot control its poison. Just when we're human, some of us cannot control our emotional poison, that we misuse the word against ourselves and against others, and we turn the word poisonous, and we're using it, you know, to do harm. But yeah. then later we get awareness, we mature, and it's not that we don't have poison anymore. We have more poison because we have more words, we have more emotions, but we learn how to control them. Yeah. Because we know the price that we're going to pay if we let them out of Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> if we're going to approach ourselves. I thought that was beautiful in the book, how you described that. I mean, so similar to what you just said, but how, how you were able to mature and control that and how you use those characteristics. You could relate to them. Yes, because it's the awareness of honesty that's saying, okay, I feel mad. I feel upset in the first rule of the art of happiness is that we're not happy all the time. Right. So in that space of unhappiness, this is when we use all our tools. So I began on learning by upsetting my poison and confronting my fears until the point that I realized that my fears deserve my respect because they make me aware and alert of what I need to take care inside of this body. Mm. And then when my eyesight was taken away because of the kind of life that I, I did when I was growing up, um, I hurt my nerve system behind my eyes and in front of my brain that when I went to get a root canal, it, it triggered uh, a nerve that I became blind. And it was nothing with my eyes. It was in the between my brain and my eyes that this begins to swell. So I lost my eyesight for three weeks. And wow. the first time I felt so impatient, I felt uh, in, in reacting. But then after the moment I was watching a movie called what Dreams May Come and the movie was over, I began saying, now what? I begin seeing my own complaints, my own victimization, my own, you know, upsetness that when I see my mother in the hospital and she began projecting, you know, victimization, like, why did this happen to you, my son? And I saw her hurting herself with me. I go, mama, I'm okay. I accepted it. But this is when I got the medicine of the bat because I couldn't see. But I was blind before because when I begin tapping into the medicine of the bat, it is sound waves. Mm -hmm. And it's sound waves and perception and feeling. And uh, I can feel the vibration and I can hear my thoughts and I can feel like a mathematics, like if it was a rhythm. I was not depending on my eyesight anymore. I was depending to see on my perception that I begin feeling the energy that's inside my body. That luckily, when I got all this awareness, I, I woke up one morning and I could see a little. And when I saw myself in the mirror, I imagined that I didn't see that person before ever in my life, but I saw them in my dreams. But I almost forgot how I looked like Wow. But, but when I look at myself, I look at those eyes and I said to myself, all my life, this body, this reflection has been loyal to me. Now is the time for me to be loyal to this reflection. And that's when I really started my Totec training, because in the Totec training, like we said earlier, there's nothing to learn, but unlearn what takes our inspiration away, unlearn from the past, unlearn from the victimization. And that is where I begin to trust myself again. And that's the medicine of the bat. Mm -hmm. The bat trusts itself in the dark. So could you imagine... If we control our poison and then we control our fears and then we control our senses and we trust ourselves, we use those two animals and they have no awareness that we're using their powers. We get inspired by them. And now I introduce to everybody the most powerful animal that they put on the top of the food chain that people do not admit they're animals, but it's us humans. 
We animals were called shapeshifters in my tradition. Not that we can shape into spirits or you know whatever. No, the superstition. What we can shape to is the imagination of getting inspired by a jaguar, by a dolphin, by a whale, by ducks, because we begin mirroring them. So we can see the air force. We can see the people building pyramids just like the ants. And we can see every little thing that the human has done for the growth of humanity is reflection of the animal kingdom. So mm -hmm. the animal kingdom is also a reflection for us humans that it's okay how we look at, how we look, we're beautiful no matter how we look at ourselves. But the dream of the planet, like a little example, has taught us what is beautiful and what is not. And yeah. those are the lies that I'm talking about. That's not truth. Right. It's true that you're beautiful. And that's what we need to unlearn. Yes. 100%. Uh, what I love about this is that anybody can use the characteristics of an animal to enhance their life. Yes. And they can, they can connect with that energy. They don't have to be practicing shamanism or a deep sense of spirituality, and yet they can use the animal in their life. They can reflect on those characteristics. And I also love how you um, related the ant in what you just said, in the building of the pyramids, because look at how much weight an ant can carry. And people always say, how did they build the pyramids, right? How did they build the pyramids? And look at how the weight that an ant can carry. What a reflection. Exactly, and we human, we're also like that. You know, yeah. when, when, let, let's say someone in our family needs our help and we don't believe in ourselves, but it is a moment of emergency and all of a sudden we get this adrenaline inside of us and we can feel life or death, but we believe in ourselves because there's no time to get in our way of ourselves that we can't or cannot do it. And all of a sudden we find this strong power. And this is what I really love about uh, this day of shamanism that we live upon. You and I and many shamans can see this, that shamanism now is coming in a training not necessarily as our teachers presented to us, but it's coming in many ways of life because we have the information now that Divine Spirit has begun teaching everybody the same no matter where are they in life. And there's only not only one way of shamanism. The whole world has different uh, deliveries of shamanism, different expression, like flowers are gardens, different expression of flowers in different gardens that the expression is of shamanism too because we wake up in nature. And that's what I tell people. It's not about learning all the books or having a guide teacher. It's that you always have a teacher and apprentice and it's inside of you. Because let's say when you pick up the book, The Four Agreements, even though you've never studied shamanism or any meditation at all, when you pick up that book, something seems familiar. And like I said to my father, when I read that book, I knew this information and he smiled and said, of course you know it because it's integrity talking to integrity. Mm -hmm. And everybody who resists, they can feel their intent of nature that they have so they begin to remember something they have forgotten and this is the way of shamanism that is the language of nature so i'm very happy that shamanism is coming from different stages even honoring my grandmother how she used to work with healing plants now i walk into the groceries or certain juiceries and when i see the ingredients that they use for juice to juice certain things are made to heal and it's exactly what my grandma used to do with her people, with her yeah. tradition. And now it's being done, not calling it uh, UA, shamanic or Hinduism. No, it's just a grocery. 
right? <laughs> that that's an that's an excellent way, an excellent analogy because it is. You know what our ancestors did has now just become modernized. You know, and whether we want to call it modern shamanism or uh, you know cosmology, whatever we want to call it. The teachings are here to change the dream of the planet, to elevate the dream of the planet so that we can live in love. And it's beautiful. Yes. So, so um, uh, again, listeners, I'm chatting with Don Jose, Jose Miguel, and we're talking about his book. I'm going to show you the, the cover, Shamanic Power Animals. It's a beautiful book and um, it gives you some insight on how to use the animals and some characteristics and really inspires you to think about on your own what the characteristics mean to you and how other animals may relate to each other. Um, so let's give the listeners a little bit of insight on how they might begin to, to recognize animals in their lives and use those characteristics yes it's very simple it's the one that you've been called to all your life it could even be from a cartoon character it can even be you know something that you've been carrying all your life like a puppy or a cat it can be anything that gives you the inspiration to create a story and a story is not to you to believe in it's for you to reflect your intent that you want to do in life with. Let's say, if you want personal freedom, when you imagine a jaguar or a tiger or any felon or any animal um, trapped in a cage and uh, you want freedom, but imagine the animal cage opening. Do you think the animal will start thinking, I wonder what am I going to do when I get freedom? I wonder what I'm gonna do when I walk out of this cage I wonder if I'm gonna use everything that I know to make myself feel guilty and shame. And, and all of a sudden, no, the, the animal will not even think that way. It will see an open door and it will get out of there instantly. But we human, yeah. if we unlock the door to freedom and we use our guilt and shame, we find out that we're making our own bars. And let's say that we want to justify something that we did. We're not giving an offering of love we're making an offering to make the guilt and shame be quiet for a minute so we can do it again. So in the moment that you want personal freedom, you look into an animal, imagine you're in a cage, that you are afraid of the unknown, but this time you prefer to go to the unknown than to stay in a cage or in an anesthetic that you're used to, an abusive relationship, a dead-end job, a world without inspiration, a world in ghost town. That is the cage that we place ourselves in in life. But when we remove ourselves from guilt and shame, it's the power of the, the animal, you know? It's the instinct of survival mode. And the survival mode is to eliminate. It's just like the movie, The Life of Pi. I don't know if you watch this movie, but it's about this little kid who's with a tiger. And they got so emotional, so they got connected. The, the little kid got attached to the tiger, but he got up, upset in the end. He got a little heartbroken. Why? It's because when the tiger got into mainland, the tiger never looked back. Right. He looked with fear into the jungle and he went inside. Never looked back. Mm -hmm. But we humans have the tendency to look back of an abusive relationship. We feel guilty, we don't go. A job, we feel guilty, we don't go. We find all these excuses, but that power of the tiger in that movie gave us the strength 
for the awareness, okay, what if I use all the power of the tiger of not looking back? And I tell you, that act of love for yourself can let you go of an abusive dream into a new dream. And when you do that, you find such courage and power. Like six years ago, I became vegan and I was a full-on carnivore. I could eat anything, you know, and I felt guilty, but I, I, I quieted, I know myself, you know, I made joke with my family who was vegetarians. And then one day I decided that I wanted to change the, my way of living because my body needed that. I needed yeah. to walk my talk, so I begin to unlearn. And many people say, you cannot do it, Jose. You can never do it. Look at what you eat. This is what you're used to. And then one day I just, I look into the spirit of the Jaguar, never look back. This is my instinct. This is my work because if I break this deal with myself, I will break every other thing. So this is one other thing that it helps us in life. When we use the animal magic and we stick to the plan, we honor the strength in ourselves, and we mm -hmm. unleash the power of the human. And the power of the human is the power of belief. That's why you can see many people when they believe in something 100%, they go into the world of the gods. They even die for what they believe in. Mm -hmm. But what if we use what we believe in as an instrument to wake something inside of us up and not longer make the gods our word, our gods, that yeah. we use the word to, you know, talk about the gods in life creation of the philosophies of life. And this is when shamanism is about to change. And this is why I wanted to put it out there in this book, The Power Animal, that it's not the animal coming to us. They could care less. You know, a, a dog and a cat doesn't care to be called dog or cats. They're just it, you know, mm -hmm. they just want to be loved. You know, it is us to, who want the story. So when we begin knowing that the animal is just doing that, we unleash the most beautiful power in the human being is the power of a clean mirror. Mm. That is so beautiful. The power of a clean mirror. Wow, that's really beautiful. You know, I, I think about when you brought your puppy in here and you loved it so much and um, it reminds me that when you keep saying the animals in the present moment, be in the present moment, be in the present moment, that's all they want. They just yeah. want love. They sleep, they eat, they poop, they play, they love, you know, that's what they do. They're just, they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're just happy and they want to love us and show us how we can love and honor ourselves. Um, well, we're down to the wire. We only have a minute or so left. And I, first of all, I want to thank you oh, so thank much you. for being here, for bringing shamanic power animals to the world and your other work, you know, uh, the medicine bag and the, I want to make the wisdom of the shamans, which I have both books. They're beautiful, okay. absolutely beautiful. Um, and I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day, maybe to elevate their soul, um, to, to inspire them in some way. What would that be for you, Don Jose? Okay. We all are messengers and our message is depend on truth and lies. When we were a messenger of life, we make our life a nightmare. And then it's when we discover the medicine of the hummingbird. The hummingbird goes nectar to nectar, collecting the nectar and sharing the nectar and feeding off that nectar. We're just like the hummingbird and we're messengers of life. So instead of getting to the nectar of negativity, of hatred and all that, you know, that poisons our being, the poison nectar, let's focus on the positive ne nectar. 
the nectar that gives you inspiration, the nectar that gives you strength, the nectar that gives you self-faith to believe in yourself so you can get the nectar of the words and take all the honey out of them. And when you speak of them, you will find the power in you. And I want you to realize that you are a manifester. Don't get in your own way to manifest your dreams. Because when we get out of our own way, we respect the spirit of the hummingbird and we enter the totic dream, the dream of the artist of the spirit, knowing that we are made to create in this world offerings of love, gift from the heart. And this is the beautiful thing, how we can express it. That's the joy in the gift. And we present it to the altar that is all the planet. Wherever we go, we're going to give this gift, knowing that we are the power object. When we find the power, and the power is love, and we share it just like Father, Son, and Mother Moon. Our light, our presence will be felt wherever we go because that's the nectar of the spirit of the hummingbird that we're sharing with all our heart. Mm, that is so beautiful. Thank you for being here, for sharing your work, and for sharing your love with the world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.